I didn't write my book because I think that I'm special or that I've done something really impressive that people should know about. I wrote my book because I think my experience is incredibly ordinary and that other people will read it and relate to it and say, oh, I have felt that way too. I have thought those things too. And that's really the power of a story. The story isn't about impressing people with how important you are. It's about connecting to their humanity with your very similar humanity. Today's guest is Christine Reed. Christine is the author of the outdoor adventure memoir, Alone in Wonderland, which was selected as a winner of the National Indie Excellence Award. Christine was able to find herself through long distance backpacking, starting with a 650 mile section of the Appalachian Trail in 2015. As you'll hear in this episode, Christine finds connection through writing. She currently lives in Colorado and spends her free time running around and having fun in the Rocky Mountains. And you can find her on social media at Rugged Outdoors Woman. So let's get into it. I'm your host, Liz Landine, and this is The Outdoor Entrepreneur. Hey, Christine, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Liz. Thanks so much for having me on. So I thought maybe the best place to start, can you take us back to 2013? What were you up to? What was happening in your life? What had happened? Maybe that led up to your becoming interested in hiking and specifically long distance backpacking. Yeah. So in 2013, I was 23 years old. I had just graduated with my bachelor's of business management and I was working in a health insurance company doing sort of a customer service type role, answering phones. And after graduating college, I just sort of didn't really have a goal with my life anymore. And I was working this job that seemed appropriate and making a decent amount of money, but I just didn't really feel fulfilled in any way. And I started to realize that I was kind of feeling adrift without a goal. And that, you know, that woke me up to the, to the idea that I hadn't really ever set a goal for myself in my life. And that I had sort of just taken on the expectations of society and done the things that I was supposed to do. And now that I guess once you graduate from college, that list is kind of nearly checked off. And I I was looking to a future of just like, is this job the rest of my life? And and then I found a blog about the Appalachian Trail. And honestly, I, I was not a hiker. I had probably hiked five times before I found that blog and never really enjoyed it. But something about the immersive experience of going hiking for six months and and the way people talked about how it had changed their life and helped them find meaning was really appealing to me. And I just sort of got sucked in to the idea of a long distance hike. So you read this blog post. And then if I understand correctly, just a short while later, it was in 2015, you decided to hike a 650 mile section of the Appalachian Trail. What was that like being what I imagine is probably your first big hike. So what was it like and how were you changed by it? And maybe like, did you have any lessons learned or some takeaways from that first big hike you did? Yeah, I definitely think honestly, a big part of this shift in who I was and how I saw myself came as soon as I made the decision that I wanted to hike, which was in 2013. And then I kind of gave myself a year to get ready and do the trail in 2015. So it's like a year and a half, but really from the moment that I said, like, this is something I I'm going to do, I started to see myself differently. I saw myself as a person who could do hard things and like was capable of making a big life shift and, and trying something that was crazy and out of character. And there was just so much about 
the decision to do it that sent me off on this new path. And so then, of course, when I got out there, there was the experience of like things just being harder than you think they're going to be and uncomfortable. And, you know, I knew I was I was going to do something hard. But when you are actually doing something hard, it's it's always hard in different ways than you expected. And I didn't have any experience backpacking. I didn't enjoy being rained on or walking through mud puddles or all of the things that make you uncomfortable being cold at night. But I enjoyed so much the experience of being out there and the community, the outdoor community, meeting other backpackers. And I really enjoyed seeing myself as the backpacker. That identity kind of allowed me to reinvent myself in a way that I I needed at that time in my life. I love that. Basically, you showed up as the person you wanted to be like at that moment. You didn't wait and say, oh, in a year and a half, I'm going to be backpacking and, and then I'll be a backpacker. It was like you really embodied Uh, what you wanted right then and there. Yes, absolutely. And that's something I tell people all the time when they ask me like, how did you get started? I'm like, you just decide you're doing this thing and you become this person. And, you know, and it's not the same as that whole like fake it till you make it idea. It's like, I really believed I was that person as soon as I decided I wanted to be that person. Mm, I love that. So when did you decide to hike the Wonderland Trail? And maybe for those that aren't familiar with what the Wonderland Trail is, tell us a little bit about it. The Wonderland Trail is a a 93 mile loop that circles Mount Rainier. Um, and it's all in the national park. So I had kind of been feeling a little lost. I had moved into my van. I was, didn't really have a lot of friends around. And, and this friend had called me and asked me to come to a day hike, but then she was going back home to South Dakota. So I was going to be alone again. And I just thought like, man, when I did the AT, it really helped me clarify a lot of things in my life and it helped me to feel less alone and to be a part of something. And it answered a lot of questions that I had going on. And so I was looking at the Wonderland Trail and I thought maybe a little bit of time on trail would do me good. And so I kind of just decided and, and went and applied for a permit maybe four or five days later and jumped on right then. And I was really lucky to be able to get a walk-up permit within a few days of deciding I wanted to do the trail. So I highly recommend anyone who hasn't read this book to get a copy of it. It's really fantastic. Alone in Wonderland. So I'm curious, like, when did you decide you wanted to write this book or a book or become a writer? I know those are all maybe very different things, but was it something you had always wanted to do? Or was it just after you hiked, you know, the Wonderland? Did you decide, oh, I want to write a book or had this kind of been on your mind for a while? Uh, yeah, the uh, those three things actually happened all at the same time for me. I didn't have dreams of being a writer growing up. I always enjoyed writing and I've always been a huge reader. And as a kid, I would read probably hundreds of books a year because it was my favorite thing to do in my like free alone time. But I decided I wanted to write this book on the last day that I was hiking the trail, actually. And I had spent so much time alone and I had had so many random strangers kind of walk up to me and ask, why are you alone out here? And and what are you doing alone? And, and don't you get afraid of being alone? And, and like all these questions that were kind of the same questions I had been asking myself leading up to my time on the trail when I was in the van, I was thinking, why am I alone? Why doesn't anyone want to hang out with me? And I was really feeling just very isolated and, and kind of the experience of being on the trail and having so many people ask me those questions over and over again. And then also connecting with a couple of other hikers who I found were feeling the same way I was. I just thought, I think this is really a story worth telling because so many of us, I think, like we we feel isolated and then we don't talk about it. And then we think that we're the only ones who feel so sad and lonely. And 
it's not true. Like everybody is feeling insecure and lonely at times. And we all have these human experiences in common, but we don't talk about them enough. And I just felt like sharing that story was a worthwhile thing to do. And it kind of came to me all as one, like, oh, I could write about my experience on the trail, all these people talking about being alone. And then I could write about sort of my life leading up to the trail and how I ended up here looking for this type of community. And, and hopefully that would give other people some sense that like, that's possible for them too, you know? Yeah. I, I, again, I mean, I, I keep raving about the book, but I really appreciate it too, because like you said, there were all these questions you were asking. And I feel like many of us, we ask ourselves those questions too. So it just felt like sometimes I'm like, is she in my head? Like she's asking <laughs> these same questions that I am. But again, I think it's just a common theme. I think there are a lot of the the questions that we ask ourselves and a lot of the, the struggles we kind of go through in life. So I think it was just a great story. And I know, you know, a lot of people, they have a dream of writing a book. What guidance would you give maybe as a good starting point for anyone who's starting down that path or considering, you know, writing a book for themselves? Absolutely. There's a few things that were really critical to me along the way. One of them is like the people you surround yourself with while you're going through the process. It's really important to have at least a couple people who really believe in what you're trying to do. I was really lucky to have my partner and also my dad be really supportive throughout the process. And like, as soon as I said, I'm going to write a book, they both were just like, yeah, that's going to happen. And there will be a book at the end of this. So I think having some people in your life who really believe in what you're doing. And also in that first phase, I had a couple of different people who I would send my early drafts to just, and honestly, like I kind of call them my yes men. Like I had a few people who I would just send a chapter to, and I'm like, just tell me like, it's not absolute trash and that I should keep going. And, and that was really great because when you're going through those early phases, it's so easy to get bogged down in your own insecurity of just like, oh, who would want to read this? Like, why am I even bothering? This is probably just a waste of time. And having those people on my side who were just there to say like, yes, keep, keep working. Like I read what you wrote and it's not trash. That was really important. And then you know, there's so much information out there available about how to write a book and how to write a book that's good and how to tell a story with different, you know, that three acts. And there's just a lot of information available and that can be pretty overwhelming. But I think finding a few good resources, a couple of books or podcasts to listen to that you vibe with that can give you like actual kind of structural help in, in how the process goes was pretty invaluable to me. Mm. Great tips. So, uh, gosh, I have a number of questions to kind of go off of what you just said. So I recently co-authored a chapter in a book and that alone, I can't even imagine writing a whole book on my own, but that was a really scary process. It drummed up like all kinds of self-doubt, imposter syndrome, feeling like, you know, who am I to tell my story? And I really truly believe everyone has a story inside of them and we never know how our own story might help someone else dealing with similar things. Do you have any advice for that person who doesn't feel like they have a story to tell or that their voice or experiences don't matter? I guess just that that's not true. Like everyone has a story to tell. Everyone's story is important. And if you really are trying to connect with your story, which I think is kind of the purest form of storytelling, like that will come through in your story. And so 
I think just the honesty of like, I, I am telling this story because I think there's a chance someone else needs to hear it. And, and like, I truly believe objectively that there's someone who needs to hear your story as a person. And, and I didn't write my book because I think that I'm special or that I've done something really impressive that people should know about. I wrote my book because I think my experience is incredibly ordinary and that other people will read it and relate to it and say, oh, I have felt that way too. I have thought those things too. And that's really the power of a story. The story isn't about impressing people with how important you are. It's about connecting to their humanity with your very similar humanity. Beautifully said. We're going to take a quick break, but I can't wait to learn more from our guests about how they live and love the outdoor entrepreneur life. You know how much I love making time for the things that bring me joy. It's literally a key reason why I created this podcast. It's also why I'm so passionate about doing things that make life easier and allow me to feel more organized, less scattered, and more in control of my time. Come on, doesn't that sound amazing? Well, one way I do that is by getting crystal clear on what I want and mapping out a solid plan of action to make it happen. And I love teaching the simple system to others. Whether you're an experienced entrepreneur or an aspiring one, I help people sort through all the shiny things and mental clutter to get massively clear to make it all happen. So if you're ready to move from dreaming into doing and doing it with ease and flow and organization, then I got you. Go to lizleandean.com as soon as this podcast ends to check out my services page, sign up for my monthly newsletter, or you can schedule a free 30-minute clarity call with me. And as a bonus, all podcast listeners receive a special 10% off if you use discount code OUTDOORS at checkout. All right, now let's get back into the episode. So one of the other things I wanted to ask you about, because it's something I personally struggle with, and I, I think a lot of people do, but I'd love to get any thoughts you have on basically staying in the moment. Like we we love being outdoors. We spend time outdoors. That's what brings us joy and peace many times. But I really struggle sometimes staying in the moment when I'm outdoors and also thinking about just my job, my profession, and that it involves a lot of being on social media and creating content and all of that. So you as a writer and a creative, you know, I'm just curious if you have any examples of how we can kind of stay in that moment when we're outdoors, but also understanding like, okay, um, many of us build our businesses on social media and all of that. And just as an example, I I hiked the Grand Canyon this past summer and I found myself really struggling with that, right? I'm in the most incredible place and having a really profound experience. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I got to capture this. And what's the caption I'm going to write? And, uh, you know, how am I going to tell this story and all of that? And it just, it feels to me really like just a pull in two different directions sometimes. I'm wondering if you experience that yourself. Do you have any just kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely experienced that because I wasn't a photo taker before social media kind of became part of my job. So it just isn't in my core nature to see something beautiful and say, I need to take a picture of that. (laughs) So it has been an adjustment. It's almost been an adjustment pulling me the opposite direction of it's just not my nature to think about that. And so I have to be really conscious to say like, okay, I need to be thinking about how I'm going to make sure to capture this, you know, trip that I'm on so that I can take photos. 
But one of the things that I try to do is if something is beautiful enough for me to stop and take a picture of that, I also, once I've taken the picture, put my phone away and, and spend a moment of like focused time saying like, now I'm here present experiencing this beauty separate from the screen. So that I guess you're experiencing everything in a two, one minute period. <laughs> I don't think too much while I'm out adventuring about like what I'm going to say about the adventure, because I think what people want to know and read about your adventure is your authentic experience. And if you're thinking about what you're going to say, you're not having an authentic experience. And I think too, such an important part of the outdoor experience and spending time with nature and connecting in that way it's about the reflection that you do afterwards. So when you have these experiences, if you're really going to integrate those into who you are and, and continue on your life, having grown from the experience, there is a period of reflection that has to take place afterwards. And I think sharing on social media and, or writing a book or however you choose to share with your community, what you've experienced is an excellent way for you to do a deeper form of reflection than you probably would do if you weren't sharing those things. Okay, I'm going to re-listen to this part afterwards and take from this because I, yeah, this is something I know I struggle with and a lot of people do. And I think these are things we've got to, we've got to get better at, especially if we're going to be spending time outdoors and, and not so worried about the social media side of things. So thanks for sharing that. So from the business side, you're an author, a publisher, content creator, that's just to name a few things, with all of it tying back really to being in the outdoors. And so I'm curious, is there a correlation between being an outdoors woman and a badass backpacker that you are and being an entrepreneur? So is there like a similar mindset between the two or maybe some lessons you've learned that you've been able to apply, you know, outdoors to being an entrepreneur? I think that they're both kind of forms of the same type of uh, relationship to work, right? Like you want to go backpack for hundreds of miles. That's going to be a many weeks long project. You kind of have to look at each section each day at a time and set smaller goals. And, and you have to face really difficult parts you know, climbing up steep hills, carrying a heavy backpack, you know, all the things that make it difficult. And then when you're taking on a project, especially like writing a book, you know, there's, it's a really long process and you have to break it down into smaller sections and you kind of just have to work at it every day until you get to a place where your work has accumulated and you've accomplished a big task. And I often actually relate writing and publishing a book to climbing a big mountain with false summits because every stage along the way you think, Oh my gosh, I'm almost done with this first draft. That's such a big deal. You get to the top of the first draft and you go, Oh wait, there's still like a ton more work to do. <laughs> there's another summit just ahead. There's another mountain to climb. And every phase of the process is kind of that experience of like, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And then you get there, you have one minute to kind of pat yourself on the back and then it's back to work. So yeah, I definitely think the mindset is is related between the two of just taking on really big challenges. Mm. So what about your current situation or setup? Are you absolutely loving right now? Um, probably my favorite part of where I am in the process at this point is talking to my readers and getting feedback because I've had so many people reach out to me and say, thank you for writing this book. Like I related so much to what you said and, and these stories need to be told. And that's just such great confirmation that all that time and energy I spent was worth it. And like you were saying, like that my story was worth telling and, and people are grateful to have it in the world. Yeah. So, so each and every one of us, I believe we're, we're always a work in progress, right? We're always growing. 
I'm curious, what does life business look like for you in the future as like a next level or expanded version of what you want? And I always like to say it as like Christine 2.0 or 3.0. I don't know what what point you're at, but you know, it could be a a 4.0, but what does, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you have any thoughts on what that looks like where you really want to head in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'm working on a second book now. I have some ideas for books for the future. And I recently started a writing group and I've got a group of wonderful women who get together with me every week and talk about our projects and work together. And, and I really want to facilitate them bringing their work into the world and, and kind of see the people around me succeeding in a way that is meaningful to me as well. And so it's kind of like, I want to build that community and, and to bring more stories into the world. And so I think that's kind of my biggest goal at this point is just more, more storytelling and more helping other people tell their stories. So I'm always in the market for a good outdoor adventure book. So outside of the one you're writing now, do you have a recommendation on a book you've either read recently or one that's like, go to, this is what you have to read if you haven't read it yet? Yeah, I just finished Mud, Rocks and Blazes, which is written by Heather Anderson. And she is the fastest known time holder for the Pacific Crest Trail and the Appalachian Trail. And she wrote Mud Rocks and Blazes about the Appalachian Trail. And I think she did a really good job with it. And then if you're interested in something that's more mountaineering, kind of like Everest themed, I also recently read To the Greatest Heights by Vanessa O'Brien. And she is the record holder for fastest woman to summit all seven summits. And she did it in like a year. And I thought that one was really good too. For some reason, I'm such a sucker for Everest stories or just mountaineering stories. It's not just Everest mountaineering stories. Although I don't love cold weather, I would be like the first person to perish. I just know, (laughs) but I I feel like maybe in a past life, I did something with cold weather mountaineering. Oh my gosh. Same. I love, I feel like I, I could map Everest based on how many books I've read about it, but I have no interest in going. It's so funny. Yes. All right. So as we start to kind of wrap up, where can people find you online? Um, I am most accessible on Instagram at rugged outdoors women. And I have a website, aloneinwonderland.com, where you can purchase the book as well as sign up for my email newsletter. Great. And kind of as my final question, as you know, I'm a strategy and action coach. And so I created this podcast, not just to talk and dream about things, but ultimately I really want to inspire people to take massive action towards their own dreams and their own goals. So with that in mind, I'd love to close out with an action challenge. What's one thing you want people to get out there and do in pursuit of their own dreams and goals? Um, I would say find someone that you trust and tell them what scares you and then go do that thing. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's a great one. I have always found that speaking my fears aloud is, is a good way for me to get over it. Cause it's almost like explaining to someone what scares you makes you realize it's not as big as you think it is. Perfect. Well, that's a perfect place to close out. So we'll put all the ways our listeners can learn more about you and your work in the show notes. And thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. It's been really fun talking with you and just keep sharing your stories with the world and happy adventuring. Thank you so much. Hey friends, before we wrap up, I wanted to share a gentle reminder that one of the main reasons I started this podcast was to not only live my own inspired life, but to inspire you to do the same and to ultimately take massive action towards your own dreams and goals. So if you're enjoying this podcast and find the content valuable, 
please subscribe on Apple Podcast, and I genuinely enjoy hearing from you. So please be sure to leave a review. If you're on Instagram, I'd love to connect. So follow at Liz Landine. And if you want to support me in the podcast further, you can show your support by one, shopping with our sponsors and two, becoming a Patreon member of The Outdoor Entrepreneur. You get some really awesome perks for being a member, including early access, exclusive bonus episodes, social media shout outs, and even a free business idea brainstorming call with me. All right, until next time, be sure to live life on your terms. And if you're not, make a plan and make it happen, my friends. Venture awaits and it's all yours. Oh,